Greetings. One must not get one's knickers in a twist. Hello and welcome to my good pal Greg. Thanks for joining me, Greg. Oh, you're welcome. Live from Glasgow. <laughs> As I live and breathe. As you live and breathe. Um, so I'm basically going to start by asking you a couple of questions and then we're going to go into a brief history of Glasgow. Um, at any point, feel free to chip in, interrupt me, ask me any questions um, and I'll do my best to answer them. So, first question. Do you feel like you're on a game show? A bit, although it's if I was on a game show and... The questions, the category, I don't know the answers, but I assume that I'll probably get my back up about some. When no. you're going to tell me something, I'm going to be like, that's not, that's not right, how dare you? <laughs> and you're going to tell me that actually that's right. Oh, I don't know, I don't know. You're, uh, you're a Glaswegian, not I. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you were a mastermind, what would be your uh, specialist subject? This is completely off topic, by the way, I'm just asking. Um, I don't know, I get asked this quite a lot and it changes. Um I think it changes depending on what I've been drinking. I'm sober, <laughs> so gin. I think about it a wee bit and I think, <laughs> and then, do you know what, uh, I could probably just be on alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd do pretty well. Glaswegian, that's a Glaswegian answer. Do you know but what, we're not... The questions. It, it would be, um, can you drink this wine? And that would be the question. <laughs> and the answer would be, yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I've been out on a night out with Greg. One or two. He can definitely drink... Definitely, yeah. um, that's not stereotypical at all. That is that wasn't even your first question. So your first question is, um, <laughs> what is? So our topic is Glasgow. Um, I've put it all over Instagram and uh, social media. Um, so I'm going to ask you, being a Glaswegian, what is your favourite thing about Glasgow? Oh, it is a bit of a almost a tie because there's a lot of things I do love about Glasgow but I think my favourite thing is the people I don't know what it is about the city but when people gather here they tend to be very friendly but also like they they will get very defensive I guess sometimes like, they, they're very proud yeah you, I would you say may that have seen your time here yes but people yeah. are very welcoming like we were tied at one point for murder capital of Europe and a drug capital city of the globe, but also known as the friendliest city in Europe. Like that combination I, tells yeah. you everything you need to know about Glasgow. I remember before I moved um, up to Glasgow, uh, I was told that these would be the friendliest bunch of nutters that you would ever meet. Yeah. And although I'm not calling you all nutters, I would vaguely agree with that. Um, yeah, you're very nice, but don't get on the wrong side of you. <laughs> Is and, and, and don't come out drinking or partying with us unless you're mentally and emotionally ready. Physically, it's you'll never be ready, but the the rest is you know it's the preparation behind that. Yeah, I mean, you are a bit, again, uh, a I bit can nice. I can confirm that that um. <laughs> that, def that definitely is the case I thought I was quite good and then I moved to Glasgow and then it was yeah it was all a bit um challenging I couldn't keep up yeah couldn't keep up so the people 
That is actually the city's slogan, is it not? I believe. Mm. People make yeah. Glasgow. Yeah, and before that, there was one in the 90s, which was um, using Mr. Happy from Mr. Men. Ah, uh, do you so know what? I've... People listening. Yeah. And yeah, uh, the slogan was Glasgow smiles better. It was supposed to be a play on words of miles better because there was a lot of progress happening in the city in the 90s and getting rid of a lot of the drug crime. Yeah. Not all of it, obviously, but yeah. And we used that slogan and apparently it worked really well. I think I like we won it. an award for it. So it was, again, people orientated, which I guess worked. I would definitely say that's something that Glasgow has got um, going for it. I'm going to do a little synopsis of, of of my time in Glasgow and my relationship with Glasgow <laughs> at some point. Um, I can only apologise for my part in that. <laughs> no, 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 it's all good. It's mainly good. Um, so... <laughs> How, how would you describe Glasgow to someone who's never been there before? I think just as you described it a minute ago, we are very friendly. And Glasgow is a type of people that... I mean, I've got a friend, Mark, who would go to the opening of an envelope. They were pretty much like, yeah, we'll do that. And it's, yeah. that's the, the type of thing to expect. People are very welcoming and they're very open about new ideas. It's quite... It's really diverse. Yeah. And I... but we are a bit mad. <laughs> you said it. I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would totally uh, have to agree. Um, one of the 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 things I, I mean, I've possibly described it to you before, but when I first moved there, everyone who I'd, I'd met through work or whatever, um, sort of welcomed me with open arms. It was like you are welcome until you prove us otherwise. Whereas, um. Where I'm from, yeah. down south, it's kind of different. It's kind of you've got to prove yourself before you're welcome into the group. That's one of yeah. the, 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 the big things that I noticed um, about Glasgow and its people. Um, yeah. So, yeah, sort of so come on in. A kind of an, an, ex, an expression that we, we have, and it's um, if you go into someone's house and they offer you something like a cup of tea, something to eat, a biscuit and you are sheepish about it, or yeah. if you say no, they say, oh, come on, you're at your auntie's. Yeah. And even if it's not your auntie, it's just an expression to be like, oh, come on, just, you know, you're welcome here. Yeah, and looked think, after. Again, so, is the sort of mentality that people have here. Yeah. Even, like, I've been into, I've been into, like, workplaces, you know, and it's, um, I'm in for an interview, and they're like, do you want a cup of tea? And I'm like, no, no, I'm okay. And they're like, oh, come on, you're at your auntie's. <laughs> Well, like, okay. You'd you'd, <laughs> you'd never business? you'd never get that down here. <laughs> like, why 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 are you here? Why are you inconveniencing me? Sort of get a grunt and a stare. It's um no, it's good. I mean, I like the vibe. I definitely like the vibe. Um, so I mean, again, we've spoken about this in length before, but just for the listeners' point of view, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Glasgow is a very unique city. I've lived in a few cities across the UK. Again, as you know, um, Glasgow, I had a kind of a love-hate relationship with. Um, and <laughs> well, it's... Go um, I'm, no, go I'm going to go for it. <laughs> I do, I dare. Um, so for, for, for me, it was a very raw but real city. Um, it kind of had like that friendly harshness about it um, that yeah. I said before. Um, some of the architecture... 
there is both striking and brutal at the same time. Um, yeah. The size of the city is like, it's, it, it can be intimidating, but it's glorious at the same time. I mean, Glasgow is the third biggest um, city by population in the UK, which a lot of people wouldn't even know. Um, it's huge, um, which can yeah. be intimidating, especially, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm from down south and, and just outside of London, but um, obviously this is home and, 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 and Glasgow was a lot further away. So for, for, for me to be in a massive Scottish um, city was both intimidating but exciting at the same time. Um, yeah, and I think a lot of people who, like yourself, move to Glasgow assume that because Scotland is so tiny, even the UK, yeah. if you look on... Like if you look at like a map of the world, the UK is so small and Scotland is so tiny, mm. and you would think that a city there would be, like oh there's like twenty blocks and that's yeah. it. Like there is there is, a, like one train station, one bus station, and that's that's it. But there's it's huge. Like even the yeah. Greater Glasgow and outside because I've always lived mostly almost all my life in Greater Glasgow yeah and whenever I've spoken to someone who's from the outside of Greater Glasgow yeah and they said oh I'm I'm from Glasgow I'm from here I'll say well that's that's not a G postcode yeah I'll tell you that (laughs) you're not a G you're not welcome that's how big the city is (laughs) but (laughs) but that's how that's how big the city is that I could get away with saying someone oh you're not actually from the city because it's so it's so big um, and that's just kind of that's as far as you would sort of get with being rude to somebody. Yeah, um, I mean Glasgow, the <laughs> city from here. <laughs> yeah, I mean Glasgow, the city itself has one point two million people in it, and including the surrounding areas, it's two point eight million. So that's forty two percent of the population of Scotland just in that one city. Yeah. So that's almost wow. half of people in the whole country in Glasgow. That's how big it is. Um. And that can be intimidating, <laughs> um, but it's beautiful at the same time. Um, do you know, it kind of reminds me of an industrial European city, so like Berlin, um, somewhere that has had a lot of change in the 20th century um, with its buildings and its architecture and stuff. But it's still sort of, it's still got that essence of Victorian grandeur. Uh, one of my favourite things, not number one, but on my top five <laughs> of Glasgow, is the diversity, and it's not just the people, but as you said, the buildings. Yeah. Like we have a lot of things shoved into this city that's people would assume isn't very big before they get here. But we have a lot of different stuff. Like we we used to have, um, like even down at the the docks, um, you know, there's um, with the river, everything that comes with that, then industrialism we have yeah. a lot of the arts here for a long a long long time yeah um a lot of old schools universities there's a lot of stuff squeezed into glasgow but then the people are also really diverse now yeah we have a lot of foreign international students now move here yeah and there's a lot of like uh different restaurants and stuff now which i wouldn't have imagined where i grew up in the little part of the city that was all very much one flavour, one type of person. Yeah. And maybe if there was a like at school there was one family who weren't like white British. Yeah. <laughs> you know. 
if you look like from a satellite map, yeah, I said it looks like a patchwork quilt or a ransom note. No, <laughs> the odd buildings like they'll say old and new and stone and glass and you know it's because it's just been developed constantly. Yeah. I guess absolutely. Um, and I mean, uh, what one of one of my bugbears, I guess, about Glasgow, uh, uh, this is, like in the 60s especially, a lot of architecture that could have been saved was torn down. However, at the time, there was a purpose for it. So there was, uh, there was the need for indoor plumbing and there was the need to house a lot of people that um, had lost their homes during the war. Because it wasn't just London that got bombed the hell out of um Clyde Bank and Glasgow um lost a lot of houses and a lot of businesses so yeah. I get where the need for this mass housing came from um and some of it stood the test of time and some of it hasn't um but yeah it's like that patchwork quilt that you were talking about um makes it for makes quite an interesting look for the city and quite a unique look I would say and it's also what you were saying there about the after the war, they threw up all these tenement flats. And yeah. That's what Glasgow's known for. Like yeah. I didn't realise that they are outside of Glasgow until I was travelling, and I said, "Oh, they have Glasgow flats here." Mm. Yeah, that's a very it's a very <laughs> Scottish thing. So many. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very Scottish thing. So you've 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 got the old sort of Victorian tenement. Um, with the high ceilings, uh, etc. But then you've got sort of the 60s, 70s tenements, the, 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 the block. So it's kind of like Soviet Union architecture. That's how I would describe it. Very square. Um, <laughs> fits its purpose, though. It had running water. It it, 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 it was warm. Um, that's it, it was quick to build. Um, and that's what we yeah. needed at that point in the UK. I mean, for something that you need to live in Glasgow, a warm house... Oh, it's so I mean, cold. It's so cold. I um, yeah. It's uh, it, it's definitely colder on the west. I, I mean, I've lived on on the west side and the east side of of, of Scotland, and it's definitely colder on the west. Now that might just be in my head, but I'm sticking with it. <laughs> well, you did say you preferred Edinburgh. I've always held it against you, but to quote Allergy. Westside is the best. So. Westside. Well, do you know? Do you know? It's funny. Um, I the the both the places are beautiful in their own way. Um, but where do I keep coming back to since I've moved down here? It's always Glasgow. That's where the people are. That's where my pals are. Yeah. So there you go. Maybe that speaks volumes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was. Uh, was going to go on to say like the dialect is quite varied um from <laughs> from different places but in a way it's really soothing there's nothing better than a scottish person reading you a book that may sound really weird but i, I listen to a lot of audio books and um it's quite soothing i find um or maybe well, it just reminds it's... me of my time there who knows well i've met a lot of people who have not a lot of people um, let's just say a select group of, and it's mostly been people who've moved from a different country. Yeah. And they've said, "Oh, I love the Scottish accent." Yeah. And I'm like, well, because it sounds very different, but yeah. also most people that come from abroad have no idea what we are actually saying. So I myself <laughs> have like five different accents. I have one for the phone, 
have one for depending on who I'm working with. Which is what you're doing now, isn't it? Oh yeah, because <laughs> I want to make sure that if you have an audience that they can understand me. If they want, I can, I can do a. I can translate it for I... them. It's fine. <laughs> uh, let me just think of something I would say. So, but but the trick is actually with the strongest Glasgow accent. I grew up in the northeast, so my accent is very strong, and we also speak very fast. Yeah. Which is a terrible combination. <laughs> so if I was speaking to one of my mates or a family member who was from the same, who grew up in the same area as me, I could say something like, oh, what, what are you doing on Saturday? Do you want to go to pictures? Yeah. Do you have any idea what I said? I mean, I do because I know you, um, but I... I can see sometimes how things can get lost in translation. Yeah, but I think yeah, that's I've... what's what's unique about the UK. Like such a small space and it um we all speak yeah. very differently. Even Glasgow to Edinburgh, which is what, forty minutes down the road from each other. Yeah. An hour. Not far. And yet you speak completely differently. I love that. Yeah. I think it's, it's cool. It's really strange because there's always, especially in such a small space like the UK, there's a lot of rivalries. Absolutely. Especially like Scotland and England. We'll keep it, we'll keep it clean. But, yeah. Um, yeah, don't start politics. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I always found it was strange that Glasgow has so much diversity, and that is with the people and everything else, and it's all joined in one space. Yeah. And I would, like, as an idea, you would assume, oh, they must get on very well with everyone. But people from Glasgow and Edinburgh tend to have a rivalry. Yeah, it's funny, and isn't it? I don't know why. And I, I'm, I'm not a, a competitive person, but I do find that when someone from Edinburgh is bigging up their town, or even if someone says, I went to Edinburgh and it was lovely, I'm like, it wasn't that lovely. Yeah. Oh, Glasgow's got this. You should go to Glasgow next time. Or, or they've got a castle. Forget the castle. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> have, I would... been to see the BBC building? <laughs> I would describe... Um, so, Glasgow is... In my mind, this is obviously an opinion. This is not fact. Um, Glasgow is um, more... It's more real. It feels more real. Um, Edinburgh is kind of like the Disney-fied version of Scotland. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Um, it's yeah. the, the showpiece. Yeah, I would say they polished a turd. And you would say that... <laughs> Yes. Rivalry. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, there you go. That came from your mouth, not mine. <laughs> so, there you go. Um, so, yeah, the dialect is varied but soothing. Um, the short time I was there, because I was only actually there for two years. Now, in the grand scheme of things, that's not very long. Um, I developed, uh, again, a very strange connection with, with, with Glasgow. Like, it keeps pulling me back. Um, I've been up many times to see yourself and a few other people. Um, and I keep returning. So there, there's obviously something there. There's some charm. Or people. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I had a very nice time last time I came there. I, um, I did all the museums and stuff that I never saw when I was actually there, which was bizarre. But... Hey ho, there you go. Um, who knows? One day I may return to the complex but beautiful city. Oh, Watch. Is, is that a genuine question? Because I I know. You, you know what? 
What do you know? It's part of the curse. It's part it's of the curse. <laughs> the, the, the curse of Glasgow. It's um. Am I just going to wake up one day and be there? Although I can't go anywhere at the moment because <laughs> of lockdown. Oh, Madness. Yeah. Madness. Right, I'm actually going to go on to a little bit of history about Glasgow um, from the beginning. Uh, it's obviously going to be a very short um, overview of um, of Glasgow as a city. Um, again, feel free to chip in. If there's things that you feel like I've missed out or I've not got completely right, then please say. Um, and then I'm going to... I've researched a tiny little bit into the area that you were from. Um, and we will talk about that at the end. So, oh. yeah. Yes, good luck to both of us for... <laughs> good luck. To me for when you, you read to filth the area I was born in. <laughs> I'm not reading it to filth. By, no, just, I, by just stating the facts... I'm nothing, nothing but pleasant on this podcast. Um, Glasgow um, was likely founded in the 6th century when, when St Mongo built a church at a place called Glasgow. Now that's two words, so it's G-L-A-S, different word, goo, and it means green place, apparently. Yeah. Um, and it eventually sort of uh, grew into a small town. Um, so by 11.15, it was given a bishop um, and it was sort of deemed as an important settlement at the time. Um, the church in Glasgow was replaced by a cathedral in 11.36. Um, and as all cathedrals do, it burnt down <laughs> in, um, in 11. I was going to ask if it's the same one beside no. the Royal Infirmary. No, it's not. Obviously this... not. It's not this one. This one burnt down in uh, 1172, uh, but it was rebuilt. Then, between the years 1175 and 1178, the Scottish king gave Glasgow a charter. So that's a royal charter. So that means it's important now. You've got an important settlement there. Um, we're going to fast forward a little bit into the Middle Ages. Uh, Glasgow was given a weekly market. Woohoo! So you can buy all your goods, um, your meat and your veg. Get all your, I, your iPods and second yeah. TVs. Absolutely. Yeah. Two, two for a fiver. Um, it was also given a chartered fair. So that's a yearly fair that has to take place every year. And if it doesn't take place one year, then it can't return ever again. Um, that's a, some high stakes. It is. It, I mean, I don't know if this charter fair still happens. I'm I'm assuming it probably does. Um, I think it's a bank holiday now. Like yes. Fair. Yeah. I have heard of that. Yeah. So it, that's yeah. It sounds very much like a a, a parent thing to do. You're going to do this every week. If you don't walk that dog, what if you miss walking it one time and taking the dog away and you never have another dog again? This sounds like there's a really sad story behind that. <laughs> Did your parents take a dog away from you? Um, once or twice. No. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, next question. <laughs> no. Um, right. So, chartered fair. Um, basically, getting told you will go to this fair once a year. The end. Done. Um. So, medieval Glasgow probably had a population of 1,500. Now, that may seem really small, um, but in the Middle Ages, towns tended to be a lot smaller than that. 
Um, So even in the Middle Ages, Glasgow was one of Scotland's uh, larger and more important towns, of course. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, In the late Middle Ages, Glasgow slowly grew more important. In 1410, the wooden bridge across the Clyde was replaced with a stone one. Um, Glasgow didn't have stone walls, but it did have stone gates. Now, can you guess what was built in between the stone gates if there was no wall? Specifically? Like a place? Yeah, so you Uh, had... A stone wall, but... Sorry. No, go on. It was a stone gate, but not a stone wall. Yeah, so there was something in between. There was something filling the gap. Uh, Well, the the oldest thing I would picture would be Glasgow Green. No, not quite. It was actually filled by people. No, no, no. That was a a later (laughs) edition. Um, It was actually filled by people's houses. (laughs) So you'd have a gate. Gate one side, a gate the other side, and all in between, there'd be people's houses. So if people wanted to uh, gain access to Glasgow, technically they could just walk in your front door and go out your back door. Bizarre. I mean, some places in Glasgow, that technically does still happen. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> um, so in uh, 1491, the Bishop of Glasgow was granted the right to operate public scales for weighing the produce now this doesn't seem like a big deal but it is a big deal in the um in the development of towns so as soon as you got the you'd kind of reach these milestones so by getting a charter fair and a charter market and then all of a sudden you're given the um the public scales for weighing produce um you're you're in the big time so this was actually um at a place called the tron which gives its name to the tron gate which is still very much there um in glasgow um it's a beautiful area actually got loads of nice architecture around that way um because glasgow old glasgow is kind of to the east of the new city center i say new city center like buchanan street like the main shopping district it's kind of moved slightly so the tron gate is a little bit further out but um yeah that was kind of that was the town yeah at the time i'm just imagining when they got the the scales that there was a even back then, an old Glasgow Edinburgh rivalry, and they would have still been like puffing out their chest, going, "Oh, do you hear that?" Like to the the Edinburgh mate, "Oh yeah, it says we've got the scales now. You've got any scales yet? No, <laughs> oh, it's a shame. Oh, oh well. If you want, you can move to Glasgow. We can weigh your produce there. That's fine. But you know, like a, almost like a pity. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I mean, it's probably. <laughs> Uh, do you know what? That's probably where it started. Right, you've got bigger scales than me. That's not fair. Yeah. So, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, as a sign of its growing importance, in 1451, Glasgow was allowed to have a university. Hurrah! So people could get, now get educated there. If people haven't seen um, Glasgow University, it is stunning the building it i mean it looks like something out of hogwarts doesn't it um i mean obviously yeah, that's the it was the first thing everyone says oh the hogwarts building 
<laughs> I, it's beautiful. If, if 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 anyone hasn't seen it, Google University of Glasgow. Um, it's kind of this gothic um structure that kind of it's on a hill, isn't it? So it towers above yeah. um the like west side of the city. Um, I believe yeah. it's west. Yes. Yes, yeah. it's in the west end. Actually, well, my flat isn't far away from it, but no, I can. As you, well, as you might remember, you can actually see it yeah. from my flat, and I'm more northwest from it. Yeah. But the north of Glasgow is on a hill. It goes up on a huge hill, and the fact that you, you can still see something to the south, even if it's more southeast, yeah, shows that how high up it was and. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful building. Obviously, that building wasn't there in 1451, but um, I just digress slightly. But that that that's more of a Victorian um, structure. Well, but well, it's, it's it's definitely a highlight of the city. It's something that everyone can appreciate. Absolutely. You don't like hills. <laughs> well, is it Glasgow's built on seven hills? Is this correct? Is it seven? Uh, I'm not sure. I would I would imagine it's more than seven because the city's huge and i feel like all i do is go up and down hills yeah do you know what it's very when i again when i moved up there it's very flat down south i got there and i lost so much weight yeah. um maybe that's why i need to come back get finn again and leave the car and no never <laughs> never the car the car stays um so uh in 1454 glasgow was made a royal borough then in 1492, Glasgow was given an archbishop. So you're doing well, Glasgow. Medieval Glasgow, thumbs up massively. Um, in 1526, Archbishop Blackadder. Now, that is actually his name. It's not from the TV show. So... Is this from Wikipedia? Because I, I think one of my mates might have edited this. <laughs> it's... Was he actually called Blackadder? Oh, I don't know. That's what it says here. <laughs> well do you know you've you've completely screwed my thing now do you know what i'm gonna cut that bit out <laughs> like... no i was i mean i was trying to make a joke but i mean is that was that based on a person i believe so there's something right know. now according to my sources this archbishop was called blackadder now either someone's having a laugh or that's a real name <laughs> Um, uh, and uh, Archbishop Blackadder founded um, a hospital in Glasgow. Um, yeah, I know. So you've got a university, you've got a hospital, you've got a royal borough, um, you've now got an archbishop, you've got a cathedral. It's going well. Um, yeah, I'm just waiting on another fire. Oh, uh, well... So, progressing cities, it's it always happens. It does. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm pleased to tell you, or not so pleased to tell you, that um, Glasgow was besieged uh, several times during the 16th century. So in 1560, 16, sorry, uh, 1517, 1544, 1560, and 1568. <sighs> So during these sieges, kick is when we're down. <laughs> I know. Kick is when we're down, and this is it. Christ, uh. This is it, and <laughs> it doesn't actually say uh, who 
was doing these raids and these sieges, but I'm only... Well, either that or England. This is what I'm guessing. <laughs> um, there was a lot of a lot of that going on, wasn't there? Um, yeah. Boo. Um, <laughs> however, back to good news. Um, Glasgow grew rapidly uh, after this period. Um, and by the 16th century, Glasgow probably had a population of 7,000 people. By 1700, it was about 12,000 people. So... In ten years, in a hundred years, wow. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I was going to say those poor women. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, there was no TV then, was there? No television. Um, yeah. So uh, the population was rapidly um, expanding. Um, in sixteen twenty six, a new toll booth was built. Um, it was demolished in 1812, except for the steeple. So the steeple is still there, I believe. Where um, is it? I don't know. <laughs> do you know what? That's one. That's one I will need to to do a bit of research I, on. I am sure that I've heard of this, and I'm sure it was highlighted. Somebody told me like, oh, if you're going sightseeing in Glasgow, you should see it if you've never seen it. And yeah. for me, live, living here almost my entire life, I thought, I'm definitely going to do that. And I had completely forgotten about it until you just mentioned it there. Well, so... there we go. That's that's you, you go and research that and come back to me. And then <laughs> I'll... Um... It's yeah. going to be a long podcast, guys. I'll be back in like eight hours. <laughs> yeah, see you then. Just wait there. Beep! <laughs> um... So, yeah, so that steeple there is there still, apparently. Um, oh, no, it's plague time. So very apt for what's going on in the world right now. So um, in 1646, um, the plague struck in Glasgow. There was also a fire in Glasgow in 1652 and another fire in 1677. However... Each time the plague plague struck, Glasgow recovered and it um, continued to grow and prosper. So, um, yeah, there were some sad times, but it's yeah, all right. I, mean, I I forgot about plagues. I did say there was going to be a fire, but I didn't I didn't expect there was going to be two. Well, you got but... two fires and a plague, so you're doing I mean, good. That's a, that's a heavy dunt on people. Uh, for for. Uh, me and the other listeners, what's a dunt? <laughs> I think it's like a heavy blow. A heavy blow. There we go. Like a like a, not that type of blow, but the other type of blow, like a, a heavy hit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, if you look into it and you can update me later, um, how the plague and the, the both fires were the fault of either the English or it's obviously the, the people of Edinburgh. So I can. I can tell you about the plague um, because I know this already. Um, so the plague uh, was first recorded in England um, and then it went to Wales. Um, yeah, so it started there and the Scots were like, right, this is our chance. They're sick. Let's go down. Let's. Let's take let's take some stuff. Let's 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 get our own back. Um, 
And then they went down, they went down, caught the plague, came back up, gave it to everyone else. And brought it home. Yeah, basically. So, yeah. So you can blame us, you can blame us for that as well, that's fine. (laughs) I would just say it served them right to think those people are, like, they're down and out, and, you know, like, let's kick them while they're down. And that's, (laughs) that's just desserts, that's just desserts. Well... (laughs) There we go. There we go. Um, it does get better though. So uh, I hope so. It does get better. <laughs> two fires and a plague. It does get better. Um, so by the late seventeenth century, uh, there were several industries sort of growing in Glasgow. Um, so this included uh, soap boiling, which is basically making soap, um, sugar processing. Um, rope making glass making cloth making and porcelain making and there were also factories where candles were made um and the first uh key was built um off of the river clyde in 1601 um it was rebuilt several times um and as some of you may know glasgow was famous for its shipbuilding eventually um when the industrial revolution came um the Clyde was was basically flooded with not flooded, flooded with ships. Meta- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there were many ships. Metaphorically, yeah. Metaphorically, yeah. There was no floods, but there were lots of boats. Um, in sixteen sixty eight, the town council purchased land further along the Clyde, um, and they built more quays, and this went all the way down, um to Port Glasgow, which is um, near, where's it near? <laughs> it's near uh, Greenock. Greenock. Yeah. That yeah, way. Greenock. That's it. Um, I know that it's actually quite far away from yeah. what I would call like Glasgow, like the city of Glasgow. Yeah, absolutely. And Clyde Bank as well. Port Glasgow. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it, it was covered and a lot of um, I, the majority of ships um, for the UK were built in Glasgow. Um, and Billy Connolly, the comedian, used to work on them when he was a yeah. child. Um, so there you go, a little bit of... So it was still, actually, it was um, almost completely unused, but I only know this because... There is the newer warships. Part of them was being assembled in Glasgow, and I only know this because my brother actually took work there. Oh, so right. that was almost completely unused, like probably waiting on some company building flats or something on it. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden it's had a new lease of life. Yeah. Which they're hoping will stay, but again. Yeah, absolutely. If people start wanting to live at sea, then I think the the days of the the days of the ships are are gone far beyond. Yeah, absolutely. Plane. I mean, a lot of these areas they they have regeneration, don't they? So, um, uh, down uh, Finiston Way in Glasgow, which is where I lived first when I first moved to Glasgow, um, they've still got the original cranes down there. Um, which yeah. I'm glad that they kept. Well, they've there's there's, yeah. there's one sort of main one, and then further down there's a, a few other. But these sort of yeah. massive industrial sized 
um, shipbuilding cranes that. Yeah, but for anyone who wants to come visit, if you ask where the crane is, they will either laugh or they might help you. But it's I don't know why, but it's officially referred to as the Finiston Cran. <laughs> I don't know why, but it is. And I remember with my family, and I was like, "Oh, the 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 crane in Finiston," and they all laughed at me. They all laughed at me, like it's a Finiston Cran, like a very weird thing, like a local thing. Um, yeah, but it's 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 a fictional nickname. I don't yeah, know. I like it. It's right next to the uh, the Squinty Bridge, isn't it? I believe. Yep. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I don't think that's its official name, is it? Isn't it like? No, I think it does have another. I can't remember. The thing is, there's if we're having such a huge river. There's a lot of bridges. And yes, there are. Even if they have names, but then they've also got nicknames. Yeah. So normally, I'll just say the bridge beside that that building or that one from that area. Which yeah. Is, which is fine. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean there are loads and loads of bridges down there, um, and it's a huge river. If you um, uh, I don't know if anyone watches uh, the news. Uh, a lot of uh, the BBC stuff is done from Glasgow, and they they often do uh, panning shots of Glasgow in the river, and it is massive. Um, yeah. Yeah, you just don't realize. I think the problem with um, I, I, it's got a lot better now, but um, it kind of again gets overshadowed on the tourist map by its neighbour, doesn't it? So a lot of people don't know more. <sighs> I know, sorry. <laughs> um, a lot of people don't know um, much about Glasgow. But I think that is changing um, slowly. But, yeah, well, actually, yeah. one of the things, again, it's in my top five, it's not my favourite thing, but it's sort of a nice link to itself where Glasgow's name basically means like, Green Place. Yeah. Its nickname is Dear Green Place and it's um, by sort of surface area, it's um one of the greenest cities. I think it might be actually for space wise, it's the greenest city. It has the most parks, yeah, grasslands and trees, etc. For um more than any other place in the UK. It has got big it's... big parks. I mean, and they are massive. Um, not only in the city, but outside of the city you've got yeah. um bella houston park you've got queen's park which i used to live near um glasgow green and they're big um it's not like your local tiny green that you normally get in a village it's huge well i, I didn't realize until about a month ago my as long as i've been alive my gran has stayed in the same house Okay. And she has this huge park. It's across the other side of the road, and it's a huge park, and it's almost as far as you can see. Like there's, you can't see the other end of the park from her house. It's not until you start walking and you realise, like, oh, okay, the next building is actually miles away. Yeah. And I thought this must be one of the biggest parks. So I was absolutely on Google Maps, and I was zooming in and out, and I said, I can't find this park, and it's called like King George the something park. I can't remember what. Yeah. But it's like King. Um, so and I had to Google, I had to search for it on Google Maps, and then when I saw it, it's this tiny little park, like on the, the grand scale of the city. It's yeah. A tiny little park, and even Queens Park, and I knew that that was massive, but 
but looking at Queen's Park, which is just beside, she stays on the south side. Yeah. It's it's this tiny little dot, and if you actually look at a satellite view of Glasgow, so much of it is green, and it's yeah. really it's a nice commodity to sort of have, especially when, you know, modern day life isn't very green, and we're trying like people were trying to be more green in everyday life and better for the environment and. Yeah, you know, absolutely. In general, and there's everywhere. I mean, well, you've seen the view from my flat. You can see. There's um, trees, trees everywhere. <laughs> there yeah, are the genuinely trees everywhere. Um, yeah. You live quite high up, don't you? So you get quite a nice view um, yeah. of the city um, from a few angles, actually, which is nice. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think Glasgow has got a lot to offer and a lot of things that people wouldn't necessarily know about um, because it's just not on their radar. Um, so maybe, hopefully, by listening to this, some people will be like, hey, that's cool, let's go. Obviously, after lockdown. <laughs> like, um, yeah, don't go now. Um, go when it is safe to do so. Um, and I shall definitely be coming back when it's safe to do so. Yep. Well, if people want a tour, guys, I am, other than right now, I am available and happy to talk about Glasgow and if it's restaurants and especially bars. Pubs. There are some amazing <laughs> bars and restaurants in Glasgow. Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honestly, yeah. to die for. I'm happy to answer all of these questions. <laughs> Call in. Call in. Call in. <laughs> you know the number. Call in. <laughs> um, so, where were we? So, we are um, we are in the... Oh, you were admiring the, the the tourist spots. There was actually one thing that you didn't mention, and it's one of the few things that I actually know. Yes, go on. Educate <laughs> me. Besides, the, the main park in Glasgow is Glasgow Green. It's huge. They have so many events there. It's massive. It's lovely. It's a lovely open space. And for some reason, people are even more friendly in the park. Uh, oh, are they? Is this after dark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, the park is always open, so. Well, this is true. Maybe it is. This maybe is true. Is. Although, as long as you're <laughs> uh, two meters apart, then it's fine. But it's on more than one occasion. I've seen people, two separate dog walkers, and their dogs are fighting. I mean, vicious. Mm. Like dogs are yelping, and the owners are smiling and laughing. Like, oh, what they like. Like, they're so <laughs> friendly. It's. I don't know why. Um. But yeah, the park is lovely, but also right beside it, um, there is uh, some flats and stuff built there, but it's the old carpet factory. Okay, um, yeah. Architectural-wise, it is a beautiful thing to look at, especially when it's a nice bright day. Yeah. It has this, uh, like, different shades of brown and red um, brickwork. Yeah. Um, I which... mean, what I like about Glasgow Green is you've got that massive arch, like that stone arch, um, if you're coming from the Clyde Riverside, um, and I think it used to be part of another structure. Um, do you know the one that I'm talking about? I am trying to remember what is it the Blue Bridge one. So if you're coming, if you're walking along the Clyde, uh, and then you you get to Glasgow Green, um, it's straight in front of you, and then you've got this massive arch stone work there is it the side with the the high court or are you talking no. about the side of the 
Anyway, <laughs> it's um, it's beautiful. Like it's 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 huge and it's stunning and it kind of looks a little bit out of place. Like it should have been part of something else. And I I believe it was part of a bigger structure, um, at some point. But yeah, that's that's the beauty I find about Glasgow. It's got such little quirks that you wouldn't. There's things here, there, and everywhere that you wouldn't necessarily expect to be there. Or there's um. There's a tiny little bit left of a mill or there's a tiny little bit left of uh, a housing, um, a Victorian housing development or something. And it's just little clues like that that kind of point you in the direction of the history of Glasgow, like how diverse yeah. it is. Um, yeah, well, I think that like kind of back to what I said before, there's a lot of similarities between the architecture, the the, the city itself and the things in it and the people so if you want like something that's uh forgotten broken and beautiful i am available <laughs> you is this on your tinder account <laughs> i love it well it's, it's more poetic than that is it i like do you know what that it sold it it sold it you've got a nice glass region yeah. accent and you're poetic what more do the do the public yeah. want you know and if you want to laugh i'm always laughing at myself so yeah uh, as is everybody else. Very good for that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. So we are talking. Um, uh, we are talking uh, Glasgow. We have got to uh, around 1674. So around that time. So Glasgow, like all towns, had had built up so quickly because of industry um, that it was quite dirty and unsanitary. Now that was across the UK. That wasn't unique to Glasgow um some attempts were were made to improve things um and the authorities um forbid people to leave uh basically piles of their their doings outside their house um which can you like can you like people leaving their waste outside their house would have stank um and there was no one to clean it up it was kind of the rain water that would clean it up and it would go into the Clyde or um neighboring rivers like the Kelvin um yeah it would have been pretty gross um but that was all rectified later on when they started to build the sewer systems thank yeah. heavens well, the sewer system has been in place for a long time yeah but I think the city the city council is still afraid of proper cleaning the the Clyde so anybody who is from Glasgow or visits and you think it just it's weather permitting. Sometimes the river is a nice blue and it's yeah. shimmering and it's lovely. And sometimes why is it like a dark brown green? Mm. And why does it smell? We don't know. And the local council is afraid to proper clean it up as of yet because it's going to be such a mess. <laughs> and a lot of money, I can imagine. Millions, well, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, um, Glasgow, I mean, the the river's not a very busy place anymore, is it? You don't see a lot of boats or that going down there. Um, no, no. So, which is a shame. It, um, it could be used um, at some point. Well, that apparently, way. you can still go down the river. You just have to let the, you just have to give notice to the local council if you want to go down on your own oh, boat okay. and ask. Just basically, how many people are going, and what's what's your craft? That's interesting. You're actually going to be sailing in. Yeah. So yeah. Apparently, you can. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is interesting. So, because sometimes there is people that will go, like, uh, there's a, a, an old saying, kind of like, oh, down the, the, the Clyde in a, a rubber dinghy. Yeah. Sort of like, if you're bored or, like, basically, if you want somebody to to piss off, you would say, oh, go take a, a dinghy down the Clyde, which is kind of like a beat it, go away yeah. expression. But it's something that people used to do. Apparently, when my parents were younger, it was something that they did during the summer. Yeah. But now... Um, if someone does it, the police are out and there's... People are too stuck to their phones, aren't they, now? <laughs> to do anything yeah, adventurous I mean, outside. Well, it's that fine line between um, danger-prone and uh, adventurous. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you yeah. get to the Clyde, it's a huge river. What are you going to do if you're in a rubber dinghy? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine... I can imagine there's a current <laughs> under there, or quite a strong yeah. current... Um, I'm not willing to try it out myself. I'm just going to take take the advice of don't get in the river. Don't get in a rubber dinghy in the river. Yeah. Greg's advice yeah. for the year. Also, don't drink the water. No, definitely don't, really do don't do that. Um, although the tap water in Glasgow is very nice. It's very soft water. Um, not like down here. It's chalky, gross. Um. So as I said, thank you. Like I'm the one that made the water. <laughs> I don't know why. You are welcome. <laughs> it's like a, a, a bit of a pride thing there. Thank yeah, you. it's better than Edinburgh water. Will that make you feel better? Yeah. There you go. Done. Yeah, I mean that goes without saying, but <laughs> I, I really needed that. Love it. Um. So as Glasgow grew, uh, new streets were laid out. Um. Glasgow has got a block system. Um which kind of set precedent for a lot of the American streets um, and the way that their cities are um, built. Um, at first, it I mean, it's so easy to navigate um, unless you're driving because it's one-way systems everywhere. But if you're walking, <laughs> it's, um, it's very easy to navigate yourself around Glasgow, um, especially in the city centre. Um, so you've got the likes of King Street being built. Um, uh, you've got Virginia Street. You've got Jamaica Street, um, Queen Street, St Enoch Square was built, Buchanan Street. All the main streets that you um, associate with Glasgow now, um, they were built um, around well anything between um, seventeen twenty to seventeen seventy two, roughly. Um, so. Um, that was built relatively quickly, all these massive streets. Um, and you'll notice with Glasgow streets, they're quite wide as well. Um, yeah. And that was deliberately done for sanitation reasons as well. Um, the wider the space, <laughs> you are welcome. <laughs> um, that that was mainly done um, to give a sense of grandeur as well um, for for those who have been to Glasgow, if you see the city chambers off of George Square, it is amazing. It's really impressive. And you can actually go and see it for free if you book on your tour um, quite early on. Um, I went, I believe, the last time I came and stayed with you, Greg, um, yeah. and it is stunning. I mean, it, it gives... I've been, I've been into Buckingham Palace as well, and it gives that a run for its money. Um it's beautiful. I would very yeah, it should because it's free. Well, this is it. A lot of um. Oh, did you know that the first um public museum in the UK 
that was free was in Glasgow. So that was the Kelvin Bridge. Um, is it Kelvin Bridge? Kelvin Grove, sorry. Um, Museum. So that was the first. Yes. So that was the first one in the UK that was ever um, open free for the people. Um, A lot of art galleries prior to that were for um, people who were well off um, merchants. Um, But yeah, Glasgow was quite pioneering in that sense that it was, you know what, this belongs to everyone and come on in and come and see it again if you've not been to kelvin grove museum i would highly recommend it they've got a um salvador dali painting in there an original um and loads of um stuff about scottish history as well so yeah i would definitely go there if you get a second or you happen to be in that area um i've completely digressed from my script that's in front of me not that i have a script but i have a script <laughs> um uh yeah so what was i saying so all of these streets were being built and uh, they were being built really quite quickly um glasgow itself was made up of um tiny little towns so so places like govan was a little town on its own mary hill was a village on its own um and like all cities it kind of got swallowed up into the bigger picture which is why you've got um the block system kind of in the middle and as you go further out it gets a bit more higgledy piggledy because that's it wasn't designed at the same time um yeah um and that's how you get sort of greater glasgow um etc um i also wanted to talk about um pollock house um have you been to pollock house before i don't think i have so it wasn't far from where i used to live when i lived in the south side um it's a uh, country estate it's a country house um and now there is an area called pollock as well that's kind of built up around that um and that was built in 1752 um and it is if you can imagine uh a big country estate i don't know like uh hampton court palace or something like that it's kind of like that on a smaller scale but smack bang in the middle of a city so <laughs> you you go in there and uh it's still got the the highland cows it's got the deers um it's got all this greenery around it um obviously it used to sit on its own in fields and acres and all that but now it sits in the city and when you're in there you feel like you could be in um the countryside it's amazing i would again highly recommend going to there i should definitely work for the glasgow tourist board do you not think i feel like i yeah well there's a lot of jobs going well maybe that's my my way back i'll yeah. be a tour guide i'd love that that you would be the do. dream F- try to figure it out so like half the week you're down south and the other half yeah yeah so i could have my uh my city pad and my country retreat couldn't i that'd be nice um i've got this full sense of grandeur um so the big the big streets of glasgow this is it this is it the wide streets of glasgow um uh, da, 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 da. where are we so 
when do you think Glasgow was given its first police force? Now, we are in 17-something. I would assume... <laughs> I grew up in a city, and the, the city being known for a uh, uh, drug capital of the world, I would assume, like, 1995, but it's probably going to be before that. It's way before that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 1788. Um, ah, right, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, um, and apparently, like, all... See, that's... that's That police force, that's before a metropolitan London police force. So, again, head of the game there. Um... Okay, so by 1871, Glasgow had reached a population of half a million. Um, this was despite a very high um, infant mortality rate, apparently. Up to half of all children born died before their fifth birthday. That's in Victorian Glasgow. That's really sad, isn't it? Um, oh, I mean, I guess that's the other downward point. There has to be one every now and then. You know, yeah. it's gone pretty well. Besieged, besieged, besieged. It's fine. We've adapted a little bit. This Played is it. A couple of fires, and then we were fine. So there had to be some bad news. There did. Somewhere. There did. So I'm I'm going to continue with the bad theme. I'm afraid. So, um, the, so, uh, in Victorian Glasgow, um like a lot of cities as it built very quickly they lived in really overcrowded unsanitary conditions so um a lot of families would live in one or two rooms sometimes you'll get two families to a room um and these families weren't small either so people tended to have more children that was again because a lot of kids wouldn't live until they're fifth birthday which is horrible but that's that's the way it was um and i think this whereas there was a lot of wealth coming into the city i think um a lot of the the working population were suffering because of this it almost it suffered because of its own success if that makes sense yeah well, that is something that does happen, I think, everywhere. Even in today's world, there's uh, places that are known for incredible wealth, like Dubai, is yeah. known for how, how much money it goes into it, how expensive it is and everything else. But just outside the city, there's little slums. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, so I think it always happens, especially with such a, a fast... Yeah. Um, and people were coming yeah, in from... From the surrounding villages. So whereas the UK as a whole used to be very much living off the land and living off the produce, all of a sudden there were these industries and there was money, there was work. So people came to these big cities, but they didn't necessarily have anywhere to live. Um, and people still now will go where the work is. Um, yeah. um, we, we hear about that a lot on the news about this north-south divide, how it's not very equal um, and how they're trying to equal, I mean, I'm talking about England because this is where I live, but um, they're trying to build this northern powerhouse because all the wealth and all the money and everything is in 
sort of London and the South, um, which is then taking the um, the people of the Manchester's, the Glasgow's down here rather than sort of contributing to their own city. Yeah. Um, I, I think the shift is happening, but probably not as quickly as we would like. Um, but yeah, that's that's another topic for another day, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you want to get on a topic of any current state um, of like the work environment right now, then I could have like a two-hour rant. Um, even just general in the UK, it does absolutely again, seem to be like that. But yeah, absolutely. And for after a bottle of wine or two. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe next time I'm up, we can right the wrongs. After lockdown, yeah. after we stay alert or stay at home or whatever it is now. Um, yeah. Anyway, I that's digress. That, that's, that's your expression, which is uh, right the wrongs amazes. Um, oh, I've forgotten it, which is. Um, oh, I can't remember. Anyway, so back to the. Back to the yes, to yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, so uh, I've skipped forward a little bit. So um, we're going to be talking about more. Um, buildings being built in Glasgow so you've got the famous buildings like the Stock Exchange um, uh, was built in 1875 and uh, the Fish Market was also built Um, the Mitchell Library which is a beautiful building um, off of now I mean it sits in front of the M8 now because someone had the bright idea of building a um, motorway through the middle of a city but anyway the mitchell library is absolutely stunning um i would again suggest if anyone's in glasgow they go um inside again it's free you can go in you don't have to be a member um it's amazing i am actually and i'm embarrassed to say that's one of the things i've still not been to tomorrow is your day oh no it's not open is it (laughs) it's not open um you could admire it from the outside it's not actually that far from you it's quite easy to walk there um i'm now telling everyone where you live um uh yeah so you've got the mitchell library which is uh amazing um queen's cross church now I visited this last time I was up. Um, you have a very famous uh, archi- architect that comes from Glasgow. So oh, Charles yeah. Rennie Mackintosh. Um, there's that really famous picture of him, black and white. He's got the tash. Um, he's looking very handsome. Um, yeah, very and dapper. Yeah, he was very dapper. And he built these most incredible, or sorry, designed the most incredible buildings. Um the the Queen's Cross Church from the outside doesn't look anything particularly special, um, but as soon as you go inside, um, his design is so unique that you will you will see if you saw his text um, that he designed, you'd you'd know it. Um, so if anyone's not gone to again Queen's Cross Church, I would highly recommend it. Um, yeah. Let me these. Charles Rennie Macintosh has stuff everywhere in Glasgow, and also if you're in the city centre, go to the Lighthouse. Yes. Of Buchanan Street. It is. There's a museum to places that he designed, and I think all of them are still there. There was a School of Art, which is in somewhat 
disrepair because of again oh, so fire. sad isn't it yeah uh, but it's a lot of it is still there and he's everywhere through the city um absolutely you've got the willow house thing. tea rooms as well haven't you they're yep. beautiful um there's uh the house for an art lover is that what it's called i believe um yes the I mean, the Glasgow School of Art was famous for its wooden library, which unfortunately burnt down. There was there was two fires in the Glasgow School of Art very close to each other. So um, within about two years, I believe. Um, and the second one was a lot worse than the first one. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully they can save some of it. But a lot of historical buildings, um, the ABC... Um, building on Socky Hill yeah, Street was yeah. lost That's as well, yeah. um, which is a shame. Um, I don't know why we've actually had quite a few fires in the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, I'm You're assuming f- it was someone from Edinburgh, but I've you know, <laughs> just blame them. Blame them for everything. Yeah, where where are their fires? Where are their plagues? Yeah. Oh, don't worry, they're coming. They're coming. <laughs> You're going to invade them and take it back. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, so, uh, Charles Ray Macintosh. Fun fact: He also created the Mac, the Macintosh coat. Yes, yes. Most of stuff in Inventor. Like, if you research this man, if you're listening to this, research this man. That's my one takeaway. If you can't come to Glasgow, then you could learn about this man. I've got a um a book that's sitting on my shelf, which I've just pulled out, which I actually bought last time I was up staying at yours. Um. And I'm just looking through some of the pictures and it's so um, unique. It's very, there's a lot of very squared designs, um, long back chairs. It's really simple, but really effective um, and unique. You'll know it as well. It's famous across the world. Um, if anyone watches American Horror Story, the the text on there is all designed by Macintosh. Um so I would highly recommend that as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're talking about um, Macintosh. So it's the the Glasgow School of Art was uh, finally finished in 1909. Um, let's hope that it gets back. Yeah. The it's shell, the shell's there, one. isn't it? I just fun. think. <laughs> Sorry. Um, even if it, if it can't save it, it had a good run. It was like it did. Years before even yeah it did it lived longer than most people so it's fine yeah um so sticking in the victorian age um so transport also improved so big cities obviously had horse-drawn like carts um glasgow was one of the first cities to have trams put in um originally they were horse-drawn um, and then they were changed to electricity. Um, if you go to the um, Transport Museum in Glasgow, you can still see some of the original um, trams there. Um, really interesting. Um, and it's free. And it's free. There we go. We love a bit of free. <laughs> um, uh, Queen Street Station was built in 1842 and Buchanan Street Station was built in 1849 so Central Station um, which is the main station was built in 1879 so it's actually the newest one out of 
Yeah. All three of them. Um, I think it's... Sorry. Uh, no, go I on. Just, I, I, did, I did... Was this last year? I think last year or the year before, I actually, I did the, the tour. Yes. And I know that the, the central station itself is huge. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's that... Wow, I've been Glasgow, sort of... Yeah. Like, you... It's see, impressive. Even if it's on a, a... Yeah, you'll see a picture of it, and it's just... it's Yeah, it's re- very recognisable. But the, the amount of history that went in, it's uh, has been went into the sorry, has went in to the station through the people as well. Yeah, uh, is amazing. I, I recommend that to anybody that comes to Glasgow. If you do the tour, also, the man that does the tour is hilarious, and it's always yeah. the same man. Yeah, it was because uh, um, I went, <laughs> I went there um, on a separate occasion to yourself, and uh, he. He was basically trying for years to convince um, the the owners of the train line, whoever they are these days, that they should be open to the public. Again, that's a very Glaswegian thing. Like the this is this is the people. This is for the people. Um, Let's open them up. And I mean, it is a small fee, but it's worth it. It's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Um, you go underground, you go into to stations, uh, like platforms that are not being used anymore. Yeah. Um, they talk to you about when people came back from the war and how their bodies were piled up. And it was, it's, yeah, so yeah. interesting. I mean, it's, not, it's not all grim and they do go underneath but the, the things that they're still finding, so... Yeah, absolutely. The, the tour guide that I was telling us about, um, they found an old uh, platform, and yeah. they are actually trying to get an old train. Yes. Because the track is still there. It yeah. just needs a bit of repair or whatever. But when they were down there, they accidentally knocked against a wall and discovered there was a whole other area behind there. There's just different... like Because it's right beside the clay, it actually goes over the, the Clyde River. Mm. there's parts of underneath are flooded so yeah. they're trying to get them cleared out and then discovering it's not just the rest of that room that's in there there's actually oh there's a tunnel that goes somewhere else and because it's just been like a lot of old cities yeah they have just built on top of it yeah and yeah and that's quite renowned said, yeah um using old buildings <laughs> yeah like using old buildings for uh, foundations of new buildings that was quite common because it was cheaper um yeah i mean so after um central station was built um you had the underground railway which is now called the subway a lot of people don't know that glasgow has a subway um yeah nicely referred to as clockwork orange because it goes in a circle and it's orange (laughs) um It is very handy if you live in that part of town, which I never did, so I never really used it. Um, although I'm sure it's very handy. Yeah, I'm sure it's very handy for the people that live in those areas. Um, and it's cheap as well. Um, and it was... I I want to say it was the second or the third underground actually i don't i don't know much in this i believe it was it was very early on so (laughs) london london was the first and i believe budapest might have been the second and i think glasgow might have been the third i thought it was uh new york no i think new york came quite a lot later i believe and i think i still learned that at the transport museum yes 
I want to say that. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I do apologise. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure that's what it is. Um, it's always it's very old, but it's effective. Yeah, yeah. it's quite it's damp like, under there. It feels quite damp, doesn't it? Um, yeah, there is just sort of weather permitting. I guess sometimes certain platforms can uh, sort of collect water, as they say, and the smell is not nice but i find that everywhere that has yeah I've, I've witnessed it in london yeah before. yeah it's just a sort of thing where i, I physically can't disguise my face and i'll sort of <laughs> up. like i've had a bite of a lemon but nice i see that everyone else is sort of used to it yeah i don't like I'd... i suppose if you used it every day then it'd be slightly different wouldn't it yeah where were we um, so I'm going to go into Glasgow in the 20th century now. Now I'm aware that this uh, overview of Glasgow is very vague, and you could we could talk about a certain subject for a long time. But I'm trying to cover as much as I can in a short space of time. So um, in the 20th century, um, in 1901, that's when the Kelvin Grove Art Gallery opened, which I talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, the King's Theatre in Bath Street was built in 1904. Again, a beautiful building. Um, in the 1930s, however, so we're going into bad period now, um, Glasgow suffered from really high unemployment. Um, shipbuilding was hit really hard in the um, global depression Um and it only revived with the coming of the Second World War, um, which was a good few years later. So even pr- before the war, the shipbuilding industry was on the on the decline. Um, in the 30s, they began the slum clearances. So where people hadn't been maintaining their Victorian and uh, Edwardian um, buildings... Um, people were basically living in squalor so the city council decided (laughs) yeah you're welcome the (laughs) the city council decided that they were going to do something about this and they were going to start doing the clearances so um on one hand you can say this was a really good thing that they were doing these clearances but on the other hand a lot of them wanted to get the people out of the city and get the rich people in so it was a way of moving people on yeah um by sort of selling them the dream of of that indoor plumbing and the gentrification yeah yeah absolutely and that 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 happens all over the country and it still happens now you see it happening um so in 1938 the empire exhibition was held on the site of bella houston park now if you google this um it's really impressive it's kind of like a world fair and they kind of build a city within a park and loads of people come and they they show off basically what the uk and especially glasgow and scotland have got to offer the world so um like inventions um uh, the newest films, radio shows, all that kind of stuff. Um, and that was held there, um, which was um, a year before the war started. So 
you had a lot of people, I guess, that were there thinking, hey, the world's going to be great. And then in 1939, the world war broke out. So, yeah. I mean, Glasgow... It wasn't just my generation. No. (laughs) had the same thing. (laughs) Definitely not. Oh, it's going to be great. No recessions. We've already had two. Oh, this is pandemic. it. That's handy. <laughs> but we are we are we are keeping well. That's the main thing for now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, during this, yeah. So during the Second World War, uh, Glasgow suffered um, German bombing um, along the Clyde side. So again, that was all to do with the ships and the industry that was here. Um. If you look at photos of Clyde Bank and Glasgow before the war and then after it um i mean it was pretty devastating to be honest um a lot of buildings were lost um and a lot of people's lives were lost as well so um it wasn't just the big cities like london it was it was other places coventry as well i believe had quite a bad bombing um so after the war um uh, employment in Glasgow um, changed. So rather than it being in shipbuilding, it became like manufacturing. Um, so in the 60s and 70s, um, it changed as well again to sort of retail based jobs. Um, and that was happening all over the country. Um, so the slum clearances again started after the war. Um, so large areas of the central city, like the Gorbals, were demolished. Um, some people were rehoused in flats um, or they were rehoused in what they called overspill towns, um, such as uh, East Kilbride, um, Cumbernauld and Liverston, Livingston. That's it. Um, I lived there as well. It did feel like that sort of time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Livingston is actually right in between um, Glasgow and Edinburgh. Yeah, smack so bang in the middle, isn't now, it? There's a lot, most, almost everyone there is basically their families, even if it's their parents or themselves, are from Glasgow or from Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, even now, it is still an overspill sort of place. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's. Um... They basically needed to, like I was saying earlier, they needed to house people very quickly. So these large estates were built very quickly. Um, so the, the the tenement buildings, the Victorian tenement buildings that were famous in Glasgow and in Scotland generally, were a lot of them were demolished. So whereas there was... Um, uh, so I'm going to take Mary Hill Road, for example, because I used to work around that way. Um, all the way from the beginning of Mary Hill Road to the end was lined with tenement buildings. But now it's kind of a mishmash of tenement buildings here. And you can see where they've cut off like a gable end and then they've built some flats and then this like another housing development. And it's yeah, it's quite mishmash up there now. But yeah, that old um, patchwork. Well, or yep. the old ransom note. Absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. Like cut up odd letters all put together. It still spells Glasgow, but it's This is it. Not and it's not it doesn't have a theme. <laughs> no. Well do you know what? It's got something for every day. <laughs> so you you'll you'll never get bored of looking at the same thing. Um Yeah. So 
1962 uh, was kind of when uh, a lot of motorways were being built and people decided they need to get around the country quicker. Um, and unlike most other cities, the planners in Glasgow decided to go straight to the way through the middle of the city rather than round it, yeah. which is why, you, I mean, for access, it's amazing. On, off, next location, done. But the amount of buildings they had to knock down to build a motorway that runs straight the way through the middle of the city is unreal. So there's um, there was a park called the Phoenix Park. Um, if you Google old photos of that, um, just stunning. And I know they probably were probably looking back with rose tinted spectacles, but I am pretty sure there was yeah. probably a better way to do it. But again, there was a necessity. Um, to get yeah. it up. Well, um, the road that you were talking about, the part that cuts through Glasgow Charing Cross. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a complete eyesore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the surrounding parts of the city centre are, are again being rejuvenated, are putting money in, and again just making it a lot more pretty and people friendly. For yeah. People actually in like in the city centre, but that motorway that cuts through is a complete eyesore and. It's just a bit typical, but I use that road all the time, mm-hmm. and I still moan about it. Yeah, it's so ugly, and it's a, they have a visitor center in the art school, or they might not have it now. Um, and it <laughs> used to it showed you the before and after. Yeah, and before you wouldn't even be able to tell it was the the same area, and it was beautiful. There was um, like an open park. Yeah, and a Charing Cross. It was a lovely hotel and everything else apart. But the, yeah, um, yeah, there's the still sort council. of bits of it, isn't there? Left, but not much. Yeah. Um, but the city council has said because the road actually runs underneath, but it's open. They said that they're going to close it off, so it'll be like a tunnel. And cover it up. And then, I mean, that would be amazing. Yeah, that would yeah. that would definitely change the look of the yeah, especially because the this, city completely. Like, it's like a huge scar. I think that's what comes yeah, to that kind of runs the through the middle. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think um, it would it would look amazing if they could do something with it. But again, it's money, isn't it? Um, and Glasgow has had so much regeneration recently. I mean, the te- the, the the city centre is sparkling. It's, it's 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 got all the designer shops in there. It's got um, all the fancy restaurants and stuff. So yeah, it's got art galleries and all that opening. And yeah, yeah well, I think all. it's. Yeah, you've got it up. So you're on the up, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, you've got it all. So, yeah, you've got it all. <laughs> keep your Just castle. Keep your castle. Doing. Yeah. I'm not actually 100% sure if Glasgow ever had a castle. Now, that's something I need to look into. I imagine it did. Um, mm, I mean, or some I fortification. Um, that's something I... just had lots of churches. People used to feel safe in a church like yeah parallel but the actually complete opposite to today's time i don't think a lot of people feel very safe when they think of the church um yeah yeah for a different different day it's another one after a bottle of wine or so <laughs> yeah I, I, t- I said in the last podcast that i was going to do a drunk history session once one day yeah. so I'll, I'll get a few people involved and we'll get a bit merry and see see what happens yeah. I think it depends on the topic. Maybe the church isn't a good topic. No, that might um, sense... I might get a lawsuit. 
Yeah, let's not do that. Yeah, it might sound a bit insensitive um, when you're drunkenly discussing yes. uh, these sensitive topics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Again, Google Charing Cross, Glasgow, before the M8, and you'll see a really unique looking, um, I believe it's a water fountain, I want to say, or a clock tower. Um and it's kind of on a skew now, isn't it? It kind of just sits there in like the middle of the yeah. pathway. Um, but I mean, I'm glad it's still there. I mean, that that that's great that it's still there. Well, it might be something if they do regenerate that area. Maybe like an old feature. Yeah, I think they old. they've pedestrianised a lot of the city centre now, haven't they? Which is um, yeah. And I think that's kind of the way... There's a lot more cyclists in Glasgow now. Yeah. Very green. Because we, you had the... I say we... City bikes. (laughs) This is it. The the Commonwealth Games was held... um, That was when I was living there, that that was held. And there was a massive push for um, cycle lanes and um, sort of healthier living... um, I mean, I don't know how that's going. I've not been there in a while. Um, I don't know if the bikes are still there um, or people yeah, are using them. I, see, I, I do see a lot of people using the bikes. Um, obviously not recently. Yeah. With, you know, pandemic and yes. a, basically it's sharing a, a pen. This is <laughs> it. Yeah. a bike. Absolutely. Um, but a lot of people actually do use them. I actually know people that live in Glasgow and sometimes if they want to go somewhere... And they don't want to take their own car. Mm-hmm. They've said, "Yeah, hey, I'm just going to use the bike, or or oh, my bike's getting repaired. I'm just going to use one of the, I can't, I, I still call them city bikes, but they have a name. I think they're Santander bike. bikes, aren't they? Are they? Am um, I making that up? Yeah, I might I be making that up. Potentially. They're pink, I've aren't they? I can see the pink sign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't a, know. A fuchsia, fuchsia. That's fuchsia. Make Glasgow saying, yeah, we've we've stole it. That's our colour now. I like it. People make Glasgow. Yeah, I like it's it. Bold. It is bold. It is bold. Um, I'm going to skip to the area that you were brought up in. So can you just tell me? Greg's really worried that I'm gonna say bad things about where he's from. I'm not at all. Um, it's I'm actually quite an interesting. Just gonna tell me facts. Yeah, he's just gonna tell me basic facts about it, and I'm going to think, how rude. <laughs> no. No, it's nothing bad. It's nothing bad. So first of all, can you pronounce where you're from? Because I was struggling earlier. Yeah. So the area that I was born in and spent most time in, and where most of my family is from, is an area in the northeast called Gothamlook. So I spent most of my younger years there. I still go there all the time. My brother actually lives there now. Um, it's huge, open. It's I think it's one of the largest areas in Glasgow because of all the, the the green space as well. Yeah. Um, almost everywhere you go in the area, you'll find well not as much now. There's a lot of new development, um, housing development. So, um, there used to be a, it's like a quarry type. It was a huge bit of land as well, um, which is now a shopping centre. Okay. Yeah. So it's right beside there. Actually, the Glasgow Fort, on one side you have Easter House. Yeah. Which if you've heard of Easter House, then you know too much. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the other side is actually Guthamlook. So sometimes people get the areas mixed up. 
Yeah. But yeah, so I grew up there. There's, I always remember it for the open spaces. Yeah. Um, you're always playing outside, always grass everywhere. We've got woods. Um, there's, yeah, there's like ev- everywhere in the area and it's it's really, really big. I never realised how big it was yeah. until I remember asking. So we were basically, I was visiting a couple of different family members and I said to my mum, so where does it cut off? Because we've been driving for like five minutes and we are still in the same area, but we could be driving for five minutes and it's typical of Glasgow where the old villages, it's now just areas. Yeah. Where you could just, you're in, you're driving for two minutes and you pass by five and then for some, you're driving for 20 minutes and you're, you know, there's no uh, real sort of gauge for how big an area is going to be. Yeah. Um, yeah, they kind of merge. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then some are really small. Uh, even in like Mary Hill, and there's um, there's a lot of smaller areas beside Mary Hill. But yeah. if you're in that area, like for where I live, um, people technically because it's walled in that area, which I won't say. Well, uh, yeah. No, I know where you Brentford. are. <laughs> um, but people still sometimes say that that's Mary Hill. Yeah. yeah. Mary Hill was a separate area, but that's just part of Glasgow. And again, the same as what you said about cities. So sometimes. A bigger space just eats up everything around it. Yeah. Um, and Gothamlock is very much like that. I think it's always been big because of the park space. Yeah. But with the houses being built on it, it's harder to see the divide. Yeah. Um, so do you know space. why it's called the place that I can't pronounce? Um, I think it's something. Well, uh, um, almost everything in Scotland, the names refer to like a type of hill or a body of water. So I'm assuming it's because of the type of land. So close, close. So it was actually a, there was actually a country manor that used to sit on the land there. And the housing estate is now on the the land of that house. Now you can Google it. There's one photo of this house that's still there from 1952, I believe. Um... So that's quite interesting. So basically, uh, this old country house after the war was not doing very well. They sold it off. They knocked it down, and they built the um, the estate that 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 you were brought up on, um, which again is, I mean, I find that fascinating. Um, maybe that's just me, but that's where that's where it got its name from. And it'd be interesting to see if there's any remains of that house anywhere, or if it's completely gone um i mean i've i've never been to that area i don't know it that well and i know roughly where it is um but it'd be interesting to see um if there is any part of that house left Um, yeah yeah that's a possibility but i mean that's where it got its name from um so every day's a school day as they say um there were tenement buildings sort of up that way but it never went as far as um the house so all of it basically got flattened um and uh, i mean now it's it's a mix of local authority housing and private housing um and there are plans to do a lot of redevelopment around that area so they've done the glasgow fort 
area and around there they're going to do a lot of redeveloping apparently according to the uh, Glasgow government website um yeah so again a it's... lot of it has happened yeah um, yeah even from when i was younger like growing up in the area in the 1990s compared to going through it now it's hard to to see like when i have a memory of somewhere and I'm, i have to sometimes think about it say where was that where, where would that be now yeah but there was actually a i can't remember what it's from it's like an old like handy cam footage of someone just driving about the northeast of Glasgow. So there's a lot of like Rikese, Craigend, Gothamlock, Easter House, and I had a bit of a hard time. I had to sit with my friend and say, "Where is that?" Well, I know this road, so let's follow that in my head and think where what's the difference or what that looks like now. And it was only in it's like the late eighties, early nineties, yeah. and it's completely different. I mean, I find it fascinating. You know, obviously, um, I made it a habit of mine to 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 find out things about the city. Um, and I would end up telling people things about their city that they didn't even know. Um, which I don't know if that's annoying or endearing, but um, who knows? <laughs> yes, yeah, you will listen to my historical facts. Um. Well, actually, you saying that, that was the first thing, the first time we met for a coffee and just to have a chat in general, we were in the city centre. Yeah. And you were just telling me about the local buildings and the history. Oh, and God, I, it, sorry. It, it was one of the <laughs> things that, no, not because it was possibly started, uh, it was like, I started to look up. Yeah. You know, well, there's a really good really book. People look down and look at their phones and stuff. Yeah. So, there's yeah, a really good book called Look Up Glasgow. Um, and, I mean, obviously, a lot of us tend to walk just to our destination with our heads down, like you were saying, on our phones. But if you really do look up in that city, there is some incredible buildings and uh, some really interesting um, layouts and patchwork um, uh, buildings that you were saying about earlier. Um, I mean, I would highly recommend going to Glasgow and I will be back as soon as I'm allowed out of the country. Um, cause for those of you that don't know, um, the, the four countries in the UK have got different rules at the moment. So it's all a little bit confusing. Um, yeah. so, I can drive up as far to the border, but I can't get any further at the moment. Um, but I'm not going to do that. So um, I think that kind of concludes our episode on Glasgow. How have you found it? Educational. There we go. Three words. It you... was actually... Well, I would say that it's normally... I'm, I'm, I love Glasgow uh, and I could talk about it for days. There's still a lot that I don't know. Yeah. So I was quite surprised to to learn that, and now there's stuff that I could. I need to go find that steeple. Yeah, yeah, do it. That's your <laughs> so homework. Left me with. I mean, well, not immediately. I mean, yeah, there is still a pandemic. <laughs> this is true. This is true. After that's all over, go and find thy steeple. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been great having you on, and obviously, it's uh, right. Okay, well, thanks for coming in, and I hope everyone has uh, enjoyed. Um, our ramblings and um, yeah do you want to say goodbye 
Yeah, if you're ever in Glasgow, don't physically hit me up, but hit me up. Call in. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll okay. give everyone your number. I'm to be a tour guide. There we go. <laughs> Done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.